Warning. The following program contains content that is no longer relevant because Greg apparently has a life and couldn't get this episode edited in time, even though that's technically the only reason he's part of this podcast. Except, well, he did make a very excellent theme song for us. You may listen to it now. For breaking soccer news, for insight that excels, for expert analytics, you better go somewhere else. Portland Betting Soccer Podcast. Enjoy it now, cause it probably won't last. Pitches, poop, they cover it all, they'll discuss everything except football. Portland Betting Soccer Podcast. Welcome to episode 50, season 3, episode 6, if you're counting, to the Portland Vanity Soccer Podcast. It's a draw in Randy's 50 times 2. My name is Plus Jonathan, coming, coming to you from Northeast Portland. Hey, I'm Randy, I'm also coming to you from Northeast Portland. Greg's in Goose Hollow. And Josh is in Westland. Oh, Westland! Randy, what's coming up in this episode? Hey, we're going to talk about two really boring matches between Houston and RSL. We're not really going to dwell on them that much. Um, (laughs) We have a special guest, Megan Raybone from SCAN, Soccer City Accountability Now. We have an interview with her. Um, I have a brand new segment that I'm going to introduce later. It's a surprise, Uh so I'm not going to spoil it. Um, We're going to talk about Seattle and Pumas in the CCL final. And uh, we're going to talk about the PTFC for Peace on Wednesday night as well, and possibly the Timbers Open Cup draw if we get to that. I have a question for you guys to start this out. Mm-hmm. When you guys started this podcast, how many episodes did you think you would actually get through before calling it quits? Three. Uh, when did you join, Greg? Uh, episode episode 13? 14. Yep, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> no, just no. Seriously, you joining is the only thing that has kept me in this because I don't have to edit these things anymore. But then, turns out you're not really adding them any, anymore either. So I could have just stayed there. Yeah. Oh, that's well, funny. Randy's I... wife said he's not allowed to edit anymore. Also, <laughs> oh, fact. I and told I, me that to my face. hours and hours just like deleting random uh. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> no one says uh congratulations on 50 episodes yeah what awesome it's Thanks been 50 episodes oh yeah jonathan said that at the beginning yeah oh that makes sense now why it's a draw and i'm 50 oh my god <laughs> yeah so oh, sorry guys i'm really slow today thanks for tuning in josh yeah you're welcome i'll keep i'll be quiet the rest of the episode sorry could you everyone. imagine if josh actually did drink how terrifying this would be <laughs> well yeah we'd all be in jail oh my god anyway so let's 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 talk about this houston match that the only bullet point is i kind of watched this game and i wrote that <laughs> and you were there <laughs> i no, i took notes houston. i took notes oh, yeah, on it that. right after the um right after the match uh, we'll see how you, you, you want to hear any of these notes yeah let's yeah go for it here's what i wrote it said uh the our Houston's chances in the first half were mostly from bad timbers errors um, by Bravo and Van Rankin. 
lazy passes and stuff like that, not through any um, anything exciting that Houston was able to do. And Ivasic saved us. Dang it. Stephanie's going to yell at me. How am I supposed to say that? Ivicic. Ivicic saved us um, for the second game in the role in a row. Um, and especially everyone was saying that Clark was, you know, going to be laughing at us at that game. Uh, um, it was good to see Blanco start and stay in the game so long. He stayed in too long though. I was a little bit surprised he was there for that heat and humidity for so long. Um, and then we were up a man for 15 minutes and we were mostly playing like we didn't want to lose, which I guess is okay in Houston. I um, am fine with a point in Texas in April. Sure. Like, that is totally acceptable. Yes, I agree. I'm not fine with any points. We need to win every game. Okay. <laughs> I also have written down that Tuoloma came the, the closest to scoring, so good for him. We will discuss uh, a little bit more about our man, Bill Tuiloma, but I would say he's having a career year. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't watch that game, but I listened to it. He's on his which way. Which was weird. To- to being the Espria of 2022. (laughs) Did you listen to it on AM radio? Um, I listened to it on the internet. So whatever that was, is it, was it just, I mean, was it a video? It sounded, it sounded, no, it sounded pretty AM ish. Ah, man. I, when I first got into the, into the timbers, um, I went camping in bend or Lake Billy Chinook one summer. And then I was like, try, I was, where I had uh, an AM radio that I could sometimes sort of get the broadcast of the game on. I was like Jones and so bad, but uh, you know, I was in the rest of the families are like hanging out, you know, doing camping stuff together. And I'm like in the car with the AM radio <laughs> trying to move it so that the sec, you know, the, the reception came in and then I got on my bicycle and I was riding around the campsite trying to find like uh, RVs that had uh like satellite antennas hooked up. I was like, surely, <laughs> surely someone's watching the Timbers match and I can just knock on the door and, Hey man, can I come in? <laughs> <laughs> can I bum the Timbers match off your RV, man? Yeah. Uh, I didn't find anybody, but, and then everyone made fun of me. Oh, Randy. Yeah. But yeah, um, I, I didn't watch the RSL match either. <laughs> ah, I, I was in person for the RSL match. <laughs> That's a good segue. That was my first match back of the season. First match of the season for me. Oh, how was oh, it? Because your knee doesn't work. That's right. Yeah. How's that doing? Uh, it's okay. On on track. Uh, slow and steady. But yeah, I got to uh, you go in early via ADA. I was shocked at how I figured beautiful day on, on Saturday. You know, early evening game on a Saturday. I, I assumed it was going to be you know, wall to wall people. And, um, you know, we got in, even though you're supposed to get in a little bit early, um, we got in at the same time at the wristband line got in and the TA section did took a long time to fill up. Maria sent me a text during the match that said, Randy has a cane. And I'm like, well, yeah, he's old. (laughs) (laughs) Shit. How long are you rocking a cane for? Temporary. I'm gonna have to write it temporary on that cane with a big flag. Can't we get you like a cool looking cane at least? Uh, Can we spray paint it magenta? You could if you wanted to. Yeah. Um, okay, I'm gonna make you a cane. I have one. 
yeah and i'll make you a a cooler one don't buy something that i'm just gonna have to put in landfill later on (laughs) Um, that's what you call your ass and listen to to, (laughs) what doesn't make any sense yes it does (laughs) have you been drinking again (laughs) um holy shit i don't even know what i'm talking about now Oh, yeah, the cane. I mostly just brought it so people wouldn't think I was a jerk for sitting in ADA because I know when I sit in uh, lower 205, I'm always judging people in ADA and like, that person doesn't belong there. <laughs> Why is that person there? They don't look like they have any sort of disability. Jesus. Yeah. It's either that or wear shorts and so you can look at the 15 inch scar on my knee right now. Oh, wait, is it on? Don't you have a tattoo down your leg? I have it on the opposite leg. Oh, okay. I was gonna say that would suck if it had to like cut through that. No, it worked out good that I that I broke that femur and started the one with the tattoo. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, RSL. Anybody? 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 You know what the best thing about that RSL match was? Was the what? giant uh, reception we gave to the U15s at the beginning of the match. Oh, I missed that because of security being so long. Oh, because of you being lazy and not showing up on time? Yeah, he shows up no, 10 I, minutes after it starts. That was literally like two two minutes before kickoff. I know. I'm saying that we went to, we got outside the stadium at maybe five minutes before seven, which is generally enough time to get in and get a beer and get to our seats. Mm-hmm. And that was not the case. The lines were insane. Hmm. Interesting. Well, yeah, they I've gave... Never, uh, they announced uh, they had them out on the field um, with with the first team to have their pictures taken, and uh, they announced it, and everybody in the stands went 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 crazy, and it was well deserved. And I bet those kids were stoked. Here's RSL in a nutshell, and I don't know what fucking cabal. Hey, hey, of, hey, hey! Don't what? gloss over the U15s, man. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, support U15s. them first congratulations you kids are awesome uh i hope that you could still play soccer after you finish getting through your awkward phase (laughs) okay i'll I'll take it back to the cabal yeah i don't know what fucking cabal of mls coaches got together and decided this is what we're all going to do at providence park but orlando did this austin did this whatever other team we recently played at home did this they show up and they just decide anytime we want the ball back, we're going to fall down and the ref's going to call a foul. Uh, it yeah. is unreal how much these teams are able to manipulate the refs and control the tempo by falling the fuck down whenever it, they feel like it. Yeah, every seemed like every foul those guys did, they had to lay on the ground for, for a few minutes. It's um, unreal. It's absolutely unreal. They're falling down without contact. They're falling down over the tiniest little thing. And we're not getting hardly any calls our way. We're having guys going down with like hard collisions and the refs saying play on. I do not understand this. It's pissing me the fuck off. Well, I, I w- I'm not going to say the refs didn't. We didn't lose the game because of the ref, but uh, Penso is still trash and his sideline refs were trash too. Um, cup, you know, there was there was a lot of looking to see what Penso, what decision he made before they showed the you know the, the direction for the th- the throw, and there was a really bad um, 
penalty kick that we should have gotten that that we didn't, or was it the other way around? I can't even remember now. They, but yeah, the, they blew they, it. They were not refing with confidence. They kept looking at each other, going, "I don't know. What do you want to call?" And just it seemed like they're making up on the fly. Do not get it. This is top flight soccer in this country. This should not stand. For like the first 15 minutes or so, we had like a lot of lot of razzle dazzle. It looked like we were gonna roll over these guys. And then at about the 20th minute, we just sort of like it, everything settled down and then it got really, really boring. <laughs> yeah, it did. They spent this has been a problem under Geo for the last like three years. They spend so many passes trying to find the perfect shot. They're not taking the half chances. They're not forcing saves. They're not making the ball ping around the box. And they're losing it. And it's oh, it's so maddening. And they're sitting there passing the ball back and forth, back and forth at the top of the box. Here's the thing. Moving the ball back and forth works great for opening up defenses when you're passing it fast enough. They weren't passing it fast at all. They're just like, here, you take it. See if you can do something. Nope, yeah. I can't do anything. I'm going to give it to you. Can you do something? Nope, I can't do anything. And then a lot of pretending to go to the end line and then just like passing it back up to the top of the box when they got there. It's unreal. Hey, Greg, man, look, look at us, man, trying to do some, have some fresh insight. I I like it. (laughs) Well, Jonathan's not talking, so we have to do something. Yeah. Well, I was trying to be quiet for you guys, man. I feel like that game was exa- extremely frustrating and I, again, a ton of missed chances right in the beginning and just no ability to get something, you know, over the line. And Greg, you're right in terms of your, your critique. Uh, but I, I think in this game, Bravo looked good. I think Blanco looked good. Eric Williamson looks like he's shaken off the cobwebs, but the two main things that I, I wanted to talk about from this match were, Build to Eloma and the the Nisgoda roster problem. So I don't understand how a healthy designated player is not starting in that match. And if he's not, then it means that he should no longer be a designated player on the Timbers team. And how our roster is to the fact that Build to Eloma could start as a center back in that match and then end up playing as a striker. I don't it's, know okay, that... that's not what happened. He started as a center back. We brought in a, another center back, and then he moved to midfield. Uh, he was they very clearly playing as a four four two with him up top. Very clearly, just because the guy gets out of position a little bit. Uh, that was not a he little. He was not bit. playing that as was, a. Str- it was legitimately playing in a four four two. Okay. Well. I will rewatch this game and prove myself right. And if I'm wrong, then I'll you still go, be right because you go fake do news. that. <laughs> that's making me want to rewatch this. Oh, yeah. That's not what I saw at all. Yeah. Um, I saw well, as good as like a false nine almost, but he doesn't move enough to be effective. At that. Well, also they it. subbed out. They great. They subbed out Blanco at that um, when they brought in Nisgoda. So like. Who else is going to get him a ball to do something? Nobody. Who was supposed to give him the service? Yeah, no. All of Nisgoda's goals come off of a pass from Blanco. And then and also, while we're talking the, about the subs, go ahead. 
I was going to say he, there was, there were a bunch of times where he was in the middle getting ready, you know, like watching where the ball was and getting ready to make that run for an, you know, through, for a through ball or over the top ball. And it, it never came to him. So he kept having to backtrack. So it's yeah. not all on knees go to. No, I'm not hating on knees go to one bit. Um, he just, he doesn't. When did you fit. guys become knees go to apologists? It's not, not, it's not an apology. I see that's it's just a stupid narrative that's going around right now, and you're part of it, Jonathan. How is that a stupid narrative that a start a designated player striker who is healthy is not starting? How is that because you you roll out different tactics for different tactics for different games? Oh, eat shit. (laughs) Like, no, come on, man. You if you roll out different tactics for different games. And if that's the case, then you shouldn't have that. That's not what a designated player position is for. That's a, that's a, that should be, you're on the field starting every game. Uh, that's, that's, that's dumb, man. You can't, I mean, that is yeah, not you should be, that you should be on, why he should be on a lot, but there's no, there's no reason. I mean, that's just stupid to say, a designated player, every designated player has to start every game, no matter what, if he's healthy. That's that's not that's silly. Well, are you serious? Yeah, I'm serious, man. If why have the tactics of the player? game? Be- <laughs> it's not one game, though, dude. You you don't make a decision on why you're right, having a designated play, player well, as let's play some one wagers, game. Then. The Gio next five he games could get it done without. A, he had a tactic. He thought we could overcome these guys we've had uh we've had you know we haven't they haven't beaten us in seven games we've rolled over them you he probably insane. thought we could uh he thought we could handle them and then the knees would come on at the 60th or whatever and then if and then put it out you know put it out of the way or out of reach your, for those guys your commentary works for this being one game where he's not starting if he doesn't start the next one you still gonna stick by that did he start the previous one? Yep. Yeah. Uh, shut up, Jonathan. Oh, well, if, yeah. Oh. If you're gonna get, if you're gonna experiment with tactics, you don't do it against a conference rival at home. Eh, you do if it's RSL and you oh, and you've got RSL ain't nothing. That's no, what I dude. mean, man. Yeah. <laughs> I agree. But no, also, it, and you brought up the subs. Who did? Who did? Um, who did Zuperich come on for? Was it Dyron? I swear anyway. to God, he came on for for Blanco. Yeah, Blanco. That's it. Okay, it's the 80th minute. We're at home against a conference rival. Let's pull off our attack for more defense. Yeah, that did. Like, there were there was, was, was all pl- kinds of weird subs. Playing for a draw at home. What the hell are you doing? I. Ugh. That was a bizarre. There was some bizarre subbing going on. Yeah, I, I, Randy, I am so up, upset that you are so wrong and so happy about being wrong <laughs> that uh, the next five games, this is the, this is the question. Yeah. So if he doesn't start the next five games or if he doesn't start the next two, what's your response? I don't know. What are the reasons why it's not starting? Is he healthy? Is he not healthy? If he doesn't fit into No, if, if, if assuming that needs go to is healthy and uh, capable of playing. If he does not start, what do you do? What's your, what's your thought? I, I don't know. That's that's a that's a open ended question. That's that's there's too much to consider. 
I'm not even going to answer that because it would just be dumb. Chicken shit. <laughs> you just spent a lot of time defending him, saying it's it was a dumb a question, decision. man. I, I can't. I can't. There's so many different reasons why that could happen. Um, Did Josh you know, just bark? He's not 100. percent I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know what you're doing, Josh, but okay. Anyway, uh, Randy's wrong. We can move on from that bit of the podcast. Uh, and uh, if, okay, I'll, I'll re- reframe my, my commentary. If Nizgoda does not start in the next game or is not playing close to a full 90 for the next two to three games, then we have a roster problem. And if your answer is, well, it's tactical, then it means that our tactics aren't correct for the players that we have. We already yep. have a roster problem. Yeah, we do. He's our only striker, and he doesn't mm-hmm. really fit in this system. We have outside backs that are constantly getting thrown off the field and nobody to back them up when they're, you know, when they inevitably get sent off. It's a coaching problem. Y- yep. Sure. Okay. Oh, no. I met Gio's best friend in real life, and that guy's awesome. So that means Gio's the best coach in the whole world. And yeah, change your tone, Randy. That's hurtful. We'll let him know. Um, but I think one of the things that we could all agree on is that the results sucked for a home match. It was kind yeah. of a bummer. But there was one really cool thing that happened during this match that had nothing to do with uh, the players in the field, and that was the protest that happened during the 40th minute in which multiple banners across the stadium, mainly in TA, you know, were displayed uh, showing our extreme distaste for the handling of the scandals uh, by, by the front office. And we are very excited that we're going to be joined here <clears throat> by Megan from scan. Uh, and she will explain what that is. Megan, thank you very much for joining us today. Uh, we're obviously very excited to have you on and to talk more about uh scan if we're are we supposed to call it scan is that okay yeah that's fine thanks for having me yeah fantastic ding um megan would you please talk just a little bit about yourself and then we'll, we'll jump into some questions about scan and the and, and the recent actions uh sure uh, about myself i am the definition of a bandwagon fan i started following in 2015 I grew up in Southern California and was in a long distance relationship with a guy in Portland and he got me into the Timbers. Was it Caleb Porter? Oh, thank God it was not. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. He, long story short, the love of the game lasted longer than that relationship. And now I'm in Seattle and I'm part of Taco, Timbers Army Covert Ops. Nice. Nice. I mean, because we have to hit the awkward parts now. Like, do you have to see your ex at games? I haven't so far, thank God. Ooh, interesting. The plot yeah. thickens. Yeah, so, it's real awkward. Where in Southern California are you from? Um, little town called Fontana. It's like the halfway point between LA and Palm Springs out in the desert. Oh, we used to always call that Fontucky. Yes, Fontucky or Fontijuana. Both are <laughs> Uh, So if you've never listened to this podcast, which you probably shouldn't have, uh, Greg and Josh are both from Southern California as well. And I would also say recent Timber supporters. So you are in good company or bad company, depending on how you look at it. Uh, I've never in my life said on this podcast that Southern California is a cultural wasteland. So (laughs) he goes there multiple times a year to visit. 
Yeah. And uh, you'll say it if you want. Yeah. <laughs> so, Megan, one of the coolest things that happened here uh, was uh, you, you were recently interviewed by Actual Press, which was pretty amazing. Uh, and we will share the link to that clip uh, when we when we post this episode. But what? How did that? How did that come about? Yeah, um, it kind of all fell into place at the last minute. We put together a brief press advisory that we sent out to just kind of anyone and everyone in the area, uh, local news, podcasters, uh, online reporters at the Athletic and ESPN, just saying, "Hey, we're." this group, we're going to have a protest at the match. If you're interested in covering it, let us know and we'd be happy to talk. And day of, I got an email from Art Edwards at KGW asking if he could come interview me before the match. Um, so that that happened. I got about an hour's notice before that happened. And I think you can tell, but it turned out okay. I, I, mean, I think it turned out perfect for, for exactly what I assume that the goal is. And we'll ask some pointed questions later, but that's that's amazing. I mean, who who knew to do a press release? And you don't have to use their name, but just does someone have that type of experience in in the organization? Uh, no, it was definitely just a Google search of what should we do if we want to get attention on our on our protests. <laughs> we stole we stole advice from the internet. Can I interject something really quick? I think I'm going to say the same thing as you, Randy. Go ahead, Jonathan. Jonathan, you're so good at interviews uh, that you completely forgot to just say, hey, what the heck is Scan? And have a brief rundown. <laughs> so if people listening. Whatever, dude. <laughs> thank you. Thank you, you know? Greg. She's so conversational. <laughs> I want to get into it. I'm assuming everyone knows. They should. I hope they do. Scan stands for Soccer City Accountability Now. And it's we're calling ourselves an organization because we don't know what else to call ourselves, but we're just a loose group of fans that have gotten together kind of outside of the 107 structure, outside of the TA and the Riveters to push a little bit harder and a little bit louder for some change at the top of PTFC. Um, I know that the 107 is kind of has to work within the parameters of their role. They can't do their jobs if they don't have some sort of working relationship with the front office. So we can say the things that they can't and we can push for the things that they have to be diplomatic about. And we can say fuck you when they don't. So that's what we're doing. Yeah. Welcome to Portland Vanity Soccer Podcast. <laughs> Other than grinning. So, so let's clarify this because I'm sure there's a bunch of knuckleheads out there going, oh, yeah, I'm sure you're really independent. It's independent. This wasn't something that there was, a, you know, there was no uh, 107th meeting that said we need to start a separate organization and pretend to be different. I mean, you know, granted, there's there's crossover. You know, people are in both, I'm sure. But. Can you can sure. you clarify that? Yeah. And in fact, it was almost the exact opposite of that. Uh, we got together kind of deciding that we wanted to organize on our own and then realized we should probably talk to the 107-ish just so that we don't accidentally make things worse for them. Because we're independent of them, but we don't hate them or want them to fail. We all have the same goals here. Um, so we asked to join one of the 107-ish board meetings recently and just kind of went in and told them, hey, here's what we're doing. And if you want to help us, great. And if you can't help us, okay. And if you have suggestions for us, we'll listen to them, but we're doing it whether you're helping us or not. So let us know how you feel about this. 
And yeah, it's, we've even had feedback from supporters that have asked that exact question with a tone of, if you're involved in the 107ist board in any way, we don't want to help out. And so we really think it's important to keep that wall solid between uh-huh. the, the org and what we're doing so that the people who don't trust the 107ist board can still feel comfortable organizing with us. But also so the 107ist board isn't thinking of us as like, the boogeyman. The last thing we want to do is give the front office the opportunity to portray us as divided or to be able to say to 107 is you can't even control your people. You know, right. we still respect what they're doing. It's just the the classic diversity of tactics. They're going to be more diplomatic and we don't have to be. So you're saying you're like the are you like the armed wing of are you the NRA? Are you the IRA or Sinn Fein? <laughs> We we were avoiding the the terrorism kind of associations, but what we were saying was to kind of think of us as a wildcat strike. Okay. It's not being called by the labor organizers; it's being called by the membership. Okay, I'm not going to call terrorists, but uh, okay, um, <laughs> I might have an IRA T-shirt in my wardrobe right now, but uh, okay, I, I may Speaking have one as for well. Myself and not scan. <laughs> I am not judging. Okay, um, so, and I've derailed the whole thing. That, yeah, no, that's right. okay. That's okay because we can. So that kind of explains how Scan started, aware of like the grassroots type of organizing of you know people who are of like minds. Uh, the clearly you have a fantastic graphic designer because Ding. the logo is very pretty, and that uh, who I, I don't know if you can say their names or not, but that's. Um, are you going to start doing merch with that kind of stuff, or like what's the goal? <laughs> Um, I haven't. We. I don't think we've discussed any sort of merch or how to make money. We may have to if we have to keep printing as many flyers as we gave out at the last match. But um, I don't think she would mind me saying that that design was all Amy, uh, and she came up with that in literally five minutes. We said, "Should we have a logo?" And then there was a logo. <laughs> Does Amy have a last name or? Uh, Amy Coffin. Okay. Oh, yeah, you okay, guys look perfect. real professional. You guys know her. Yeah, Amy. she's the best. She's a really yeah, good friend. Amy's rad. Amy's rad. Uh, she stands with me in the front of 106 for matches. She is hmm. extremely talented. And she bullies Margo when Margo's at matches, too. <laughs> uh, in fairness, Margo probably should get bullied back because she <laughs> is herself a bully. And I believe if, if we can rewind the tape, she punched Randy's kid. Yes, that's true. That's true. That's true. Believe that. Believe that happened. Uh, yeah, what a podcast on that. Yeah. <laughs> kids punching kids. Yeah. yeah. So, um, I saw. I you know at the RSL match, I noticed uh, quite a few two sticks and other signage that went up at the 40th minute. You want to talk about that? Yeah. So we've we've talked a lot about different tactics and we don't want to do the same thing at every match. We don't want to do the same thing at Timbers matches that we do at Thorns matches because those have different impacts and there's different dynamics going on there. But we decided that it would be a good place to start with just kind of trying to raise awareness and educate, because as much as we're all way too online and brain poisoned and we know all of these details, most of the people we talked to at the match on Saturday had no idea what had been going on. And we were able to hand them a flyer that had a little bit of detail and point them where to go to get more information. And once we told them kind of why we were upset and what we were doing, 
everybody was on board. I was actually really surprised by how many people standing behind us weren't upset that we blocked their view for five minutes. Uh, They had every right to be if they wanted to be. And as soon as we took the time to really just talk to them and tell them why we were going to do it and kind of warned them in advance, they were on board and asking how they could help and where they should go to get more information. So that was that was the first kind of really uplifting thing that's happened in this whole scenario. But yeah, we had decided to start with creating as many two sticks as we could and spread them out through the TA and just get some eyes on it and get people asking questions and talking to each other about what's going on. So you're, you see, you know, I'm surprised that people, I mean, maybe that reinforces something that we've talked about here before that you saying that people didn't know what, what to be upset, what there was to be upset <laughs> about. Um, and I, I, we've kind of thought that they need to, um, Timber's army or 107 needs to do maybe a little bit better job of explaining what's going on during some of these protests. But uh, you guys found a way around that. Well, we hope so. We we definitely reached a lot of people day of who seemed like they didn't know what was going on and did after we talked to them. So I think honestly, with stuff like that, I don't I don't want I want to be careful not to be too critical of what TA is doing and what it was and Rose City Riveters are doing. It's it's hard to meet people where they're at and not meet people in the same place you're at. So we're all online. We we're plugged into Twitter and Facebook all the time. We read the newsletter every day. We've heard about these things, but a lot of people, especially now are more casual fans. A lot of the longtime fans just gave up their season tickets after all this started. And I don't blame them for it. It's I'm, I'm personally a survivor. It's hard for me to walk into Providence park right now. It's a, definitely difficult choice. So I don't blame the people that have walked away, but the problem is the people that have replaced them are just a friendly family and a guy with his kids who got some cheap tickets and they heard the TA was a cool place to stand. So that's why they're here. And we can't expect them to have read every single athletic piece behind a firewall. So yeah, that's a, that's a real good point. I mean, like we always feel like it's been sort of merits secret plan to replace the hardcore <laughs> long-term fans with people that just want to watch sports and 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 aren't aware of what's going on um and to some extent that's exactly what's happening yeah sadly but i think i think too when i think about the fact that i'm the newer fan i'm the bandwagoner fan that was me a few years ago and the TA brought me in and I fell in love with it because people took the time to teach me the chance and to teach me what they stand for and to say, these are the things we stand up against in the TA and these are the things we stand up for in the TA. So I don't see new people coming in as automatically a bad thing. You know, we, we call them casuals and tourists and I get it and it's frustrating. But at the same time, if you take the time to talk to these people, I, I haven't met anybody yet who is pro sexual harassment and pro domestic <laughs> violence. So when you tell them like, Hey, this is why we're mad. Help us. Most people say yes. Well, then I'd like to introduce yeah. you to Joshy hate crime over here. Yep. <laughs> yep. That's what I'm here for. <laughs> <laughs> so do you, do you feel that the protest was effective with the, at the RSL match? I think so. I think it achieved the goal that we had for it. And I'm not, I'm separating that from an ultimate goal of the people that organized with us. You know, we haven't seen the change yet, but we knew that nothing was going to happen overnight. We knew that two sticks weren't going to change his mind. Uh, No one was going to get fired because we raised two sticks. But 
are we building momentum? Are we gaining even more people who will make an even louder protest? Were there people that that reached out to us from the RSGs or people that are traveling for matches saying, hey, can I get a banner to take with me to Colorado? Hey, can I get a banner to take? Can we make a banner in Seattle? Uh, we actually learned that at the last Thorns match down in Southern California, there was a giant Cut the Rot banner out in the middle of the TV screen. And their drummers for LA for the Angel City FC side were wearing you new t-shirts. So as far as spreading the word and making this something that Merritt can't just ignore and avoid, I think that was really successful. That's super interesting. I have a follow-up question to that, and that is so for banners in Portland, you are not allowed to specifically call Merritt Paulson. Uh, it was that sign. I think that was a Merritt Paulson protects abusers. But you probably could do that in away stadiums. Could you not? I would have no reason not to think so. So from my understanding, and this is kind of third hand, I could be wrong, but the code of conduct basically says that you can't, your banners can't include threatening language or insults or iconography that's threatening. And that, unfortunately, I think since this has all started, has been interpreted very, very broadly by the front office. Um, <laughs> I don't think that the the words Merritt Paulson protects abusers are a threat. I think that's just a statement of fact. They interpreted as a threat and they escorted, they, they asked that fan to hand over the banner. And rather than do so, the fan chose to leave and was issued a three match ban. Uh, I, from what I heard, the matter, the banner made it back in with a different fan at the following match. <laughs> and that fan also received a three match ban for it. It's a, it's a threat to ticket sales. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Well, the, the funniest one was one of the banners that didn't even make it in to the last match and made it in on Saturday, but had been denied previously was one that just said this machine protects abusers. We, we had been told maybe it was the name bothered people. So they had made one that said this machine protects abusers and it had a timbers, like an ax on it. And we were told that the ax was a threatening icon that couldn't be in. So uh, <laughs> newsflash, you're not allowed to have a banner with an ax on it at a timbers game. Got to be shitting me. Wow. Yeah. Well, there's really ways around everything. Like, I'm not saying you can bring any banner in in a kid's stroller or in a kid's diaper bag, but you can. <laughs> we, we tried our best to at least tell people as they were coming to pick up banners, we kind of had three stacks. We had the stack that was all the ones that just said you knew, that we knew ahead of time were approved. We had a stack of other banners that we didn't have approved ahead of time, but we were pretty sure they were safe. And then we had a stack of banners that we were pretty sure they were going to have a problem with. And we would just tell volunteers and participants as they came up, take from whichever pile you feel comfortable with. If you're taking from the you're probably going to get in trouble pile, talk to us about it so that you know what you're risking before you make that choice. And a lot, it was kind of surprising how many people said, well, I want one of the ones they're going to kick me out for. <laughs> nice. That's that's crazy. So the when going in the stadium with a banner, what is security like? It really depends gate by gate by gate. Um, if you're just holding it in your hand, they will sometimes ask to you to unfurl it so they can see what it says. Uh, other people just don't care and the line is long and they want you out of their way. So it's it's very hard to say. Some people check, like you said, they'll check your diaper bag really close. Other people will glance at it and say it's full of diapers, whatever. So 
That sounds like me and TSA with weed. <laughs> yeah, it's it's very similar. You use the the phrase ultimate goal, and I know if you talk to 20 different people, you can get 20 different answers on what we want to see. Some people want merit to sell the team. Other people would be happy with like Golub and Wilkinson being fired. Um, you know, is there a cohesive singular, like ultimate goal that, uh, scan stands behind? Is there something specific that they want to see, or is it just kind of a, we'll take what we can get. Um, hard to say. I think uh, as close as we're comfortable getting with announcing a, a specific goal is to say that we want to see actionable change and accountability. And like you said, that 20 different people are going to define that in 20 different ways. So what we've kind of done is we're talking to the people that are organizing with us and we're finding out from each individual. If it's just up to you, you know, two questions. One, if you could wave a magic wand, what would you change? And two, if you don't have a magic wand, what would you realistically settle for? And we're just kind of gathering all of that feedback. And that's one of the only places where we are kind of coordinating with 107ists, um, not officially coordinating and working with them, but those are our elected representatives. Those are the people that Timbers Army members have elected to represent them in dealings with the front office. So once we've gathered all that feedback and we have a sample of here's the 400 people that have followed us on Twitter and here's the 200 different answers we got to these questions, we will communicate those to our elected representatives and we trust them to communicate with the front office and negotiate with the front office. And that's kind of our way of not letting them divide us. How long um, do you think these actions are going to continue for? You know, it's going to be as long as our hearts can take it is one of is what one of our members yeah. said. Um, <laughs> I thought that was a really good answer. You know, I, like I said earlier, I don't blame any of the people that have had to walk away. It is really hard. And, but the people that are organizing with us think that it's something worth fighting for. And we know it's a David and Goliath and we know it's going to be a long haul, but we're in it for the long haul. And I think the starting with two sticks action left us a lot of room to escalate if we need to. Um, we've talked about walkouts. We've talked about partial walkouts. We've talked about all sorts of weird, keep them on their toes style protests. We've talked about things outside of matches and outside of match days. Um, so we, we still have a lot of options and we still have a lot of different ways that we can keep raising momentum and keep building this story. And we plan on doing it as long as we have to. We hope it isn't that long. We hope that it's not five months from now when the Sally Yates investigation is finally public. But yeah, exactly. Be, we're ready to go the distance if we need to. <laughs> yeah. Like I haven't been to one game. I haven't been to a game all season. That's because you're lazy and don't care. And I'm lazy. Yeah. yeah. No. But it's like, it's a little weird. I'm going to yeah. go on Wednesday though. No, oh, wait, that's tomorrow. Protesting. Oh, two days. Yeah. I'm going that's, just cause it's that's free. Interesting too, though, because a lot of people that, maybe renew their season tickets because they kind of were forced to, to get MLS cup tickets, but they don't feel comfortable going to matches right now and supporting the front office. We had a lot of those people reach out to us and donate the tickets they weren't going to use and say, Hey, if you can find somebody that is willing to hold up a merit Paulson sucks banner, tell them that they can have my ticket. For <laughs> That's rad. We had a lot of people reach out with stuff like that. Jonathan should do that. Oh wait, he's too rich. <laughs> Uh, yeah, seriously, Josh. If I get a wave of magic wand, I would get rid of Keybank Club, but that's just me. 
Oh, see, everyone's going to hate on the Key Bank Club, right? Okay, it's fine. The field seats are even better. Don't worry about it. Huh. <laughs> this is that actually. Go ahead. Oh, no, you go, Randy. I was going to say, it's a tough one because a lot of people are going to say, all right, well, they've admitted they made a mistake. And so, you know, you can't, why, why are you still protesting? They haven't done anything wrong in the last month or so. Um, <laughs> but uh, on, on the other hand, you know, everything that they've, it's not the first time they've said, oh, we're going to change. <laughs> we screwed right. up. We're going we're gonna to change. It's not, you know, it's not even the second time. I don't even think. And so. Um, you, we can't let them off the hook that easily. Yeah. Well, you guys did a great job of pointing that out on the last episode that it was what, four days after they released their list of big, honest, sincere changes that we're all going to make because we all want to change and be better. And then four days later, they called Madison Shanley's dad. Are you kidding? <laughs> well, are they not supposed to call his dad? That was, uh, dad? That was one of my favorite ones of the two sticks was the don't call my dad. That was a that was a good one. Yeah, yeah. that one is red. That one got a lot of love. And I think Gaslight FC got a lot of love, too. That, that was, was good, too. That was my favorite it, Gaslight FC. So, yeah, yeah it, they just put the lie to all of it. You know, you can make these PR statements and you can say, sorry, it'll never happen again. But it keeps happening again to the point where it's like laughable that they keep they just keep stepping on the rake over and over and over again. And so it makes our job kind of easy. Yeah. Madison put it best when she said uh, after talking to Mike, um, I don't accept his answer that change takes time and they didn't change my mind. Yeah. Yeah. That sums it up. Absolutely. Uh, That was great that she gave you the shot out, too. Yeah, that meant a lot, you know, and and seeing that after what she did, she had been reached out to by Mana Shim. That meant a lot, too, because, you know, we've asked ourselves all those hard questions of we're supposed to be here to support the players. And is this what the players want? Is this helping support the players in any way? And we strongly believe that it is. But to hear that that you knew message meant so much to Mana and she was so grateful that we're still pushing for it and fighting for it really kind of reaffirmed for us that we're doing the right thing here. Oh yeah. That's amazing. So one of the things I wanted to ask was, so I've seen outside of the stadium after the games, and this has now been for more than just the last game where scan was specifically organized, but the people standing outside in the corner outside of the stadium with banners. Mm-hmm. What, how's, how's that been going? Are people engaging? Yeah, I was actually really surprised. There were way more people happy to take a flyer and chat with us than were, than just brushed us off and said no. And I would say aside from no offense to anyone on the podcast, a lot of middle-aged white guys, pretty much everyone Whoa. else said, yeah, let me see that. What's going on? Um, but Honestly, that's another thing we've got to thank Merritt Paulson for, I guess, because the people standing outside with the banners are the people that got bans for trying to talk to people inside. So keep kicking us out. It's just going to make the protest outside a lot bigger. Yeah, exactly. And they don't have control over the outside. Yeah, they can't shut me up out there. Can't really shut me up inside either. (laughs) (laughs) So this... Greg was going to ask this question, but you kind of answered it. So I'm just going to ask it now because it'll be this awkward silence as we try to figure out what question is next. (laughs) But 
we've seen other supporters groups take notice. Are there any specific shout outs? You did mention Angel City, but even on I was looking at Twitter and there is quite a bit in the feed where other supporters groups are taking notice and and supporting us. Any 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 shout outs? Um, yeah, listen, nobody wants to hate on ECS more than a taco, but those guys have actually been really supportive and really cool about this. Um, we've we've been reached out to by ECS, by LAFC. We've heard from Kansas City. We've heard from a couple people um, on the MLS side. We've heard from Angel City. We've heard from San Diego. We've heard from, uh, who, who was the other one? There's another NWSLT. Oh, Chicago Red Stars, who were dealing with something very similar with their own front office. Um, they've actually reached out to talk to us about how can we coordinate and kind of copy some of the things you're doing to push on our own bad ownership. Oh, nice. So that's been cool too. But, and then um, the other thing I would call out is just the, the support from the RSGs. Like as someone who's in an RSG, I don't think we get enough love from the people that live in Portland. They don't really know what we're about and what we do, but to see so many people from East coast platoon and from Northern Alliance and all over the, all over the place reaching out and saying, we're going to make a strong statement. We're going to use our platforms for this. And they're a lot of them are donating and raising money in their own communities for similar organizations. So like the, the no pity originals t-shirts have been um, supporting Rosehaven, but we got, I think over $4,000 raised for different local domestic violence organizations through the RSGs on the same day, just by saying, Hey, um, I think Montana volunteers, I think, were the ones that kicked it off. It might have been Boise. Somebody said, we're going to donate $107 to a local org in our community. And we challenge all the other RSGs to do the same. And we got over $4,000 donated. So nice. no way. Montana's yeah. crazy. They're real active. Yeah, those guys yeah. are great. So, yeah, it's just been great to see the the communication from all over the place. How can um how are we able to help you guys gain awareness with our upwards of 20 listeners a w- an episode? I mean this is a huge help because even if you only have 20 listeners right now, we're also pointing people back to you. When we talk to people outside the stadium and they say what are you guys on about? We'll say go listen to this podcast. We talked about the whole thing. You can have a great conversation about it. Um but just helping to kind of get the message out in new ways. N- to not trust that if I just retweet this, that's doing my part because the same echo chambers exist for us that exist for the front office. And we don't need to preach to our choirs. We need to talk to the people that are newer and the casuals and the people that maybe aren't in the TA. I had one person take a no pity banner and hang it over the front row of the Tanner Ridge seats on Saturday. (laughs) Oh, sick. I didn't see that. Super rad. So yeah, like, don't assume that the mom and dad with three kids that are going to sit in the bougie seats aren't going to care about these things. They totally yeah. do. They just need us to talk to them. Is there oh, anything crazy. you wanted to say? You came on here that we have not we have not laid the floor for you to be able to talk about. Anything else you want to add? Gosh, um, top. I, I think we covered a lot of it. We we've covered most of what we're thinking, and just. The only thing I would add is if you're out there and you're listening and you're curious how you can get involved, but you have different ideas about what we should be doing, we want to hear them. Like this is this is not about us having a great plan and doing everything that we want to do and not 
<laughs> anything else. You know, we're hearing from people that want to do really artistic stuff, that want to go really crazy and against the rules, that want to be super family friendly and agree with all the rules. So talk to us and throw your ideas out there and we want to hear them and we'll we'll come to some sort of agreement and we're willing to try anything. Well, where can they find you? They can find us on Facebook at Scan or Soccer City Accountability Now. Just Google it. We'll be the first page it comes up. Or you can find us on Twitter at ScanPTFC. Or you can email us at ScanPTFC at Gmail. Excellent. All right. Are there any hashtags that people should be aware of? Hashtag you knew is the big one. Uh, we've also had some hashtag cut the rod out. We've seen hashtag GW out and MP out and Mike Gola out. Uh, there's a lot of hashtags, but I think if you stick with you knew, you'll get to you'll find us eventually. Hashtag awesome. don't call my dad. Hashtag don't call my dad is a big one. That's good. So last question here to wrap it up then. So if you had to hang out with me, Josh, Randy, or Greg, who would you choose and why? <laughs> oh, no. Um, no pressure. Well, 30 first seconds. I need, to know, I need to know what your drinks of choice are. Oh, shit. Um, Josh, don't really drink. Good answer. <laughs> Dry cider. Double IPAs. Kentucky Mules for Greg. Yeah, dry cider's the winner. Oh, oh, man, Randy uh, sucks. So how so come not? <laughs> yeah, can anyway, you guys can add a Randy you. sucks hashtag? Yeah, hashtag you knew, hashtag Randy sucks. <laughs> oh, man. How come when I asked you to be on the podcast, you said you were too busy, but when Jonathan asked you, you're like, yeah, I can do that. Money? Yeah, it's yeah. it's all those Soros bucks we're getting for protest. Uh, <laughs> there you go. Someone's got to pay for it. <laughs> well, um, thanks for joining us, and more importantly, thanks for making the right call and who to hang out with. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, thanks for having me on, Damn and it. thank you for helping us spread the word. Yeah, anytime. All right. So, yes, I, I thought the, the interview was great. I really appreciated her sharing a personal story there for herself as well and what that means to her. And obviously very supportive of, of scan in general. So really excited to, to see that take action. And again, the press, I thought that was really interesting. I was like, who there from scan knows actually what they're doing to get an interview like that. And turns out they don't, but that means it's, it's interesting. People will want to take part in it. I'd be really surprised if that doesn't translate into, into more and more press. And oh, yeah, they're getting a lot of uh, tweets and stuff from other people, too, which is interesting. Okay. Well, so after that awesome segue, now here's a shitty one. So, Randy, why don't you tell us about this new segment that you have planned? <laughs> oh. Hey, guys. Yes, Randall. Hey, guys, I have a new segment. What? Uh, <laughs> um, and hang on. Since we, uh, we have the cheap version of uh, Zencaster, uh, PVSV brought to you by Zancaster. Use code um, you blue use code Nord microphone. VPN. Yeah, uh, we don't have the soundboard. Do we have Pro? We can't. So I have to actually unplug my computer, and I made a jingle. Get out of here! I spent uh, half an hour on my laptop while I was watching TV, it's trying to six figure hours. Out. Yeah, no. Tell the truth. Okay, guys, ready for this? Yeah. And we can drop in the real one later. Here we go. Old man yells at clouds. Woohoo! Who's laughing 
<laughs> it shut up. <laughs> oh, that's good. Old man yells at Cloud. Yeah, so old man yells at Cloud. Um, <laughs> the, uh, very famous Simpsons episode reference. We'll have the link for those of you living under a rock. This time, uh, you know, it's not going to happen every episode. Maybe it will, maybe it won't. But uh, it's basically me being a cranky old man. And get off my porch. This 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 episode, I'm mad at Oregon youth soccer, and um, <laughs> here's why: it's a it's a it's a it's a chicken shit operation. Is that the word I'm looking for? Whoa, sounds like fast operation. Um, I've been to tournaments where. Granted, the tournament was thrown by a club, and the referees were hired by a club. But uh, tournaments where a kid's a kid uh, play is stopped, and another kid goes up and sl- and slaps another kid in the face because they're having an argument, and the ref has been like, uh, you know, he gave him a yellow card, and has everyone talk together. I'm not going to give him a red card because then the other team would would have it too easy and wouldn't wouldn't learn how to play. And what? Yeah, exactly. And we're like, so you're saying we need to come to matches and beat up refs. Um, so yeah, so he didn't give the kid who slapped the other kid, um, a red card and, uh, that kid went on to score the winning goal, but that's a different story. Uh, so uh... are you just being like an overprotective parent or was it like a legit slap? No, it was a slap. It wasn't like a, uh, you know, like run a play, a guy reaches out with his hand and, you know, like while he's trying to fend the guy off, he hits him with the face. It was, you know, it was the kind of chest bumping thing after the play was dead. And then the kid just slapped the other kid in the face. Like a Will Smith slap? Yeah, kind of. I mean, not not that <laughs> beefy, but um, yeah. anyway. Like a Mark, the other like kid a have alopecia? Self-diagnosed alopecia? <laughs> um, but, you know what? We're coming up on uh, tryout weeks for Oregon youth soccer teams, and there's only a handful of clubs in the Portland area, and maybe other cities don't have this problem, but there's only a handful of clubs, and all these clubs have their tryouts at pretty much at the same time. And so you're in a situation where it's uh, you got to put all your eggs in one basket. A kid, if kids want to try out for a team. They have to go. You, and these these tryouts are you, there's usually two or three of them, and so you have to go to every one of them. And you know if they're all at the same time, um, kids are have to put their all their eggs in one basket. And if they don't make that team, then they're sort of screwed. And they have to go sort of like bagging around to other teams to be like. Hey. So Simon, so he wants us to try out for other teams for him. <laughs> yes. Can I need you to put I on can, a jersey? And uh, I can put on a jersey. Yeah, we're just. Having Why don't we just that. start our own team, Jonathan? I'm, yeah. I mean, I'm totally in. You're rich enough. Can we start uh, start a league? We're having start hiring hiring refs. We're having to uh, navigate that right now because he's at one club and uh, uh, there's conflicting tryout times. And there's only we can only halfway make trying out for two, two clubs work, you know, with with skipping some. And you don't want to only try out for one and you don't want to assume you're going to make the old team. Yeah, it's just a pain in the ass. So if they really cared about kids, they would figure out a better system for that. Randy, also, I think this this segment is going to be almost like a therapy session for you. I fucking love this. Keep going. 
that's it. Oh, that's all I have. This is boring. Um, what do you mean it's boring? No, this is great. I love this segment. I mean, I've said, <laughs> I don't know what else I could say. Um, saw another fight at a futsal game where they didn't throw out the kid. <laughs> that, that was dumb. Oh yeah, they didn't throw out the kid, and uh, they they stopped the game because they, the other team had or they had so many kids out that had been thrown out already, yellow cards, um, and that the team was not able to to uh, make their next game, and they um, rescheduled at a time that was convenient to them, so that they were able to avoid the uh, the bans, which was BS, if you ask me. Keep but going. That, that's it, man. That's all I got. All right. Well, Oregon I, I like soccer. your jingle. Get your act and... together. Yeah. God damn it. Mm-hmm. So, now that Randy is done being old for at least uh, a vocal part of this podcast, uh, does anyone want to discuss what is happening this Wednesday and how we are all torn in uh, the fact that we we want an MLS club to win CCL, but we sure shit don't want it to be Seattle. Yeah. No, but I sort of want to go to the Seattle match. Does anyone want to go? Well, let, let's no. Which, which oh. one in, in, in Mexico? The one in Seattle? Yeah. The one in Mexico. <laughs> no. The, nah. Oh, Pumas has that cool stadium, right? That's like on the side of a cliff or something. Stadio Olimpico Univers- Universitario. Who are we rooting for? Jonathan. Oh, damn it. <laughs> Fuck. Why did you start with me? That's not fair. Who are you rooting for? Josh. I am rooting for God. Yeah. I'm going to exactly. say, ugh, I don't want, ugh, I don't want to say Seattle, but Greg, who are you rooting for? <laughs> Guys, any club except Seattle. Thank you. Yeah, but, I this, no, but this is Thank a thing you, that ma- this is actually something that could matter. Like, nope. If an- no, oh, but we aces. I, oh, aces. I know. No, I know. Aces. I know. This is the problem. <laughs> There's. It's such a problem. <laughs> I don't want to even say that name. Are but, you a secret like, Seattle fan? Yeah. No. Do you know? I just not LAFC in this final. God, I know. I know. Okay, you're right. Pumas all the way. Thank you. I was willing to root for LAFC to win like two years ago. No, never Seattle under any circumstances. Ever. Okay, you're right. I know that's the problem. I know, but an, is, uh, an MLS team is going to win CCL? Never within the next five years for sure. I just don't want it to be Seattle. Is that because you don't want um, uh, Cascadia trifecta to turn into a giant diarrhea fest? <laughs> Wait, is it not already? Is it not already? Yeah, it is already. I mean, even more so. Isn't that Facebook in general? Um, yeah. Aces, Jonathan. Aces or oh, MLS? I'm rooting for Pumas. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, because he has one of their jerseys. I probably do have a Pumas jersey. I am. It is a real bummer that we're in this predicament because I really want MLS to win, but I do not want that to be the Seattle Sounders, and only because I don't want to watch Cascadia trifecta. What uh, is it? Do we think it's in their favor that they're playing away first? Absolutely. Yeah. What's I, the, what determines the draw on that? Is is that one of those things where? Like it used to be with uh, the the play the MLS playoffs when they were two two leg um, finals or two leg playoff matches where the the thing that was supposed to be an advantage was kind of actually the disadvantage. Uh, I think they had to schedule the 
for the second leg in Seattle because during the first, there's a car show happening in the or maybe a swap meet or something. Yeah. I don't know. Or uh, the next day, there was the, the the my favorite was the the Quidditch match. the 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 stadium had been rented out for a Quidditch tournament. <laughs> oh, yeah. Are you serious? Yeah, that happened one time. Yeah. Dang. Okay, so go Pumas. We are absolutely Liga Mekis fans, and we are excited to to root for Mexican teams uh, to yep. win CCL. It's going to be great. We are the Landon Donovans of Portland podcasts. Not me. I'm confused by it, but I still don't want Seattle. You're right. Yeah. At least this month, we're the Landon Donovan of... Uh... Yeah. So, speaking of other things happening on different what? random Wednesdays... What's going on this Wednesday here in Portland? Um, I guess I'll tell people, God, PTFC for Peace is happening, and I'm going just in case you guys want to say hi. Did <laughs> I hear that correctly? You're only going because it's free? Yeah, I'm only going because it's free. Did you, did you donate, you scumbag? No, I would never donate to something that they're getting money off of. We already talked about this, Randy. Yeah, we already talked yeah, about this, Did you this, use your, the opportunity to make your own donation? Oh, always. Did you, though? You, you don't. Yeah, yes, you no. donate direct. Yeah, means uh, no, no, I'm no. asking you. Did you actually donate? I donated. Yes, I donated $100. Okay. All right. I would like to see a receipt right now. I will show Please. you the receipt. I can't show no. you right now. Is that, That's because is that you didn't the, do it. Because now you're just going to create one that's fake, <laughs> right? It's the same receipt that is. It's okay, tied up in the refunding of everyone for the patches that they ordered and never got. Oh, oh, oh! Did you guys watch the um uh the draft? I didn't watch the draft. What draft? There was a draft. They picked the teams. Oh no, I didn't watch that. No. Do, do, has anyone looked at the the uh, rosters? I glanced no. at it. <laughs> All right. I haven't even looked at it yet. Okay. I'm going to go gonna, over it real quick. Yeah. Goalkeepers on Team Blue, Alias Ivasic or Ivacic. Uh, just just uh, drop in Stephanie saying it correctly. Uh, Abby Smith, Justin Von Steeg. Von Steeg? Who's that guy? Justin Von Steeg. <laughs> Pablo Bonilla, Kelly Hubley, Nat, Nat, Natalia Kuk. How do you say her name? Kuka? Sure. Shit, man. I've heard it. I've heard it on the TV. I should have paid attention. Mabiala, Menges, Megan McNally, Gabri. My phone's ringing. Gabby Provenzano, Justin Rasmussen, and Dario Zuperich. Dairon Espria, Natalie Beckman, Diego Char, Marissa Everett, Marvin Luria, Christian Paredes, Yasmin Ryan, Hina Sugita, Hannah Bedford. She's really good. She is Blake Bodily, Felipe Mora, which is interesting that he's in the lineup. Um, uh, Jonathan's favorite player per dollar, Nisgoda, and Sophia Smith. Oh, yeah. So read the yellow team. Team yellow goalkeepers, <laughs> David Bingham. Bella Bigsby, Shelby Hogan, and Hunter Salt. Oh, yeah, Hunter. Sorry, I was trying to bring drama and excitement to, to the reading of the roster. But now I'm, I'm going to go 
Randy style. Defenders, Claudio, Bravo, Megan Klingerberger, Zach McGrath, Madison Pogart, Vegas, Zilla, Zilla, Jose, Cosman, Rankin. And then this would be if Greg was going to read it. Midfielders, David Ayala, Sebastian Blanco, Yemen, Shara, Sam Cobble, Olivia Moultrie, Santiago Moreno, Taylor Porter, Rocky Rodriguez, and Eric Williamson. Yeehaw, I'm Greg. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's praise the Lord. And then forwards are Janine Becky, Diego Gutierrez, Tiga Ikoba, Christine Sinclair, and Morgan Weaver. Interestingly enough, I think this is really funny because if everyone remembers during the offseason and we were getting pissed at the Timbers for not signing any big players or strikers and like, what are we going to do? And then they did a press release, say like, like Merritt was tweeting when he still had his Twitter account and was like, Oh, we're gonna have a big announcement, and then they make a big announcement, and it's Tiga Akoba who hasn't seen a minute with the Timbers. Mm. Yeah, no we should deal. mention on the blue team is Diego Chara and Kelly Hubley, and uh, the yellow team is Christine Sinclair and Sebastian Blanco. Which team I've is gonna win? Obviously, the red team. <laughs> yellow team's gonna win. One hundred percent yellow. Yeah, yeah yellow. Even uh, though blue is the color, what what? There's a there's a funny bit in there, in if you watch it, uh, where they ask Diego if Jimmy Char is going to be if mad at him because Diego didn't pick him, and he said yes. <laughs> he wasn't his first pick. So, Randy, are you going to go to the game? Um, I think I am. I think I am. Yeah. My son's are got a my other son's got a track meet. Am I going to? Are, will, will you do that for me? Yeah, sure. Why not? <laughs> yes, I will. I haven't done yet. I haven't decided on whether or I not. I sent I'm you guys the receipt so you can see. Um, I have a sure, line on please. tickets from somebody else. Um, but if I go, I will make a separate donation. Just as soon as Josh mails out those patches. <laughs> <laughs> so it looks like Randy's not making a donation, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, goodness. Okay. Well, I guess that leaves us with uh, the the upcoming Open Cup match, which happens to be on my birthday, a very important day. Crap. So we drew LAFC in our group was the Galaxy and LAFC and some team called California United something or other. Yeah, good old California United. Oh, California United Strikers. That's that's who we have. Only Strikers? Whoa. Whoa um, someone was happy there. This was the probably the the, the hardest uh, team in the draw, I think, that we got. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we Didn't we knock LAFC out of open? Yeah. Top? How many? And that was... Ebo, who scored that goal in like the eighty something minute, and it was beautiful. Contested and that was like match too, like a lot of big, lot of uh, it was not, it was not friendly. You guys remember when we had a really good striker named Jeremy and Bobasi on our team, yeah. Brian Fernandez? He was so good. Hmm. I so we can bring this back to the conversation at hand. Uh, Randy, if you're building out your team for PTFC, are you going to pick Nizgoda or Ibobasi? Uh, well, it depends on what year is it. Is it this year right now or is it last yep. year, last season? 
It's this this year right now. I don't know how many goals does Zabovsky have. Four thousand. Oh well, I'm picking him. Obviously, you can't say his other his nickname is Egolasi. Yeah, is Mora coming back? You know what I mean. Like it depends. I don't like your non-committal approach to this podcast. It is careful and measured and thoughtful. It's like a politician, as opposed to knee-jerk like your reactions. What? I never have knee-jerk reactions (laughs) for measured soccer news. For insight, that's thoughtful. For measured non-committal soccer. Yeah. Oh, man. All right. So we have three games coming up in a very quick succession. So the next match is Colorado away on April 30th, followed by Red Bull away on May 7th. And then also, again, very interesting, May 10th. Dude, uh, last time I was at Red Bull away, was it was like snowing and like 10 degrees and windy as hell. What was that for an LAFC match? No, it was for a Timbers match. What was it, like five years ago, four years ago, something like that? LA Galaxy match? Yeah, the Galaxy Um, match. Do we agree agree that calling Red Bull Red Bulls is is like calling VMLS? Is that the same kind of thing? Ooh. I, I still call it VMLS. I think it's kind of fun. But the MLS presents Red Bulls. Oh, presents the Ta-da! Red Bulls. The Red Bulls. <laughs> All right. We have I think I think we're away. done. This is a, that's a that's going to be a tough stretch, man. Colorado away, Red Bull away. What else? I know I'm not going to be able to and watch then, the match for three weeks. And then and then SKC at home. Ah, okay. oh, four weeks. It's super casual. It's all right. So wait, the Colorado match, the away match, don't care. I'm not going to watch it. Um, I'll probably watch the Red Bull match. And then the next question is, who's going to win the Open Cup match, us or LAFC? Us. Uh, man, I'd like to think us, but we haven't had any good games recently. I wonder if that has anything to do with Nizgoda. <laughs> Uh, I'm picking us for a win. I think we're going to kick it up a notch and we are going to win two to one. Five nil. Uh, hey, do we roll out first first string team? I think Geo runs out of B squad and we lose. Oh, oh man. I hope he runs out the A team. I want to win open cup so bad. I just, I don't, I don't see it happening. Isn't our A team actually a B squad? C squad. Um, Greg, that bummed me out. I really was excited to thinking that he's going to take it seriously and we're going to go for it. Well, I'm glad that you hold my uh, insight in such high regard that it can ruin your day. Thanks. (laughs) Do you want to come over and use my toilet and kick my dog or something while you're at it? (laughs) How about I use your dog and kick your toilet? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Holy shit, that was funny. Um, All right, well. I think this podcast is over and it's going to be yeah. exceptionally long. So thank you for the, for the, for the ride. my friend. Really quick. There's a couple of things from listeners. Uh, I'm sorry. I missed this while we had Megan on, but she did address uh, Eric at Eric do some goods questions. So I'm just going to read it so that he gets the shout out. Uh, he asked, what are the concrete outcomes scan is looking for? Realistically, we aren't going to get rid of Merritt Paulson and likely not going to get rid of GW. What does accountability look like for them? Uh, thanks. Love the pod. And I hope this helps. Uh, and 
I think Megan addressed that pretty well, right? Yeah, I think she did. Yeah. Cool. Did you, uh, is there more listener cues? There is one other one. Uh, Steph at Cascadian Pixie asks, is George Soros tracking us when we use QR codes? Hashtag wake up sheeple. Josh knows what I'm talking about. (laughs) Um, Did Josh? Josh? Wait, sorry. Can you repeat that? I just had a kid run. I just had a kid randomly run into my house. Um, is is George Soros tracking us when we use QR codes? Hashtag Wake Up Sheeple. Josh knows what I'm talking about. That's right. Why wouldn't he? He's probably putting bricks in front of people's houses too, so you can throw them at you dirty liberals. Okay. Hey, Greg. Uh, I, I, couldn't, I couldn't think of something good to say, so I said that. <laughs> um, if I think of something better, you can plug it in. <laughs> okay. Just stop talking, uh, Greg. I heard you had a little little. You had a pal at uh, the last match, a little PVSP pal. Oh yeah, somebody saw the uh, PVSP sticker on my backpack uh, when I was not accompanying the backpack and asked my seat partner Amy. Uh, if it was hers, and she said no, it was not. Uh, but then later, oh, I was wearing seat partner, and yeah. didn't elaborate. I know seat partner. Yeah, that sounds kind of dirty. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, maybe I wanted it to sound yeah. dirty. Um, Ooh, I have uh, feedback from um, Mark Prince Metal, who said uh, he, that he listened to Outer Roses and likes it better than us because they talk about beer. So, Mark, you're that's, dead to us now. That's because Mark is boring and wrong. <laughs> what? I, yeah, I mean, that's, Mark I is that's always wrong. Wait, do we have back. a do we have a beef with Outer Roses now? Yeah, Mark's, bro. Mark's just mad because he saw me walking outside the Kingston, asked if he could buy me a beer, but I was on my way to the warehouse to do something, so I declined. So I think he just uh, said that to be hurtful because I turned him down. Well, it was hurtful. I mean, we could. This was before the game. Yeah, before the match. I, oh, okay. Yeah, I try. I ran into Mark. I texted him because I wanted to drop off a vest for him at his work, and then all of a sudden I hear like the sirens, and this is on um. Oh, what's the street? What are the streets? Um. Oh my god, I'm blanking right now. Doesn't matter. Okay, whatever. In front of his work, um, he flies by in a suburban with the lights going. And so I chase him down onto the Morrison bridge where there's an ambulance that got hit by a, um, like a car and the car flipped over. And then I blocked the, um, fire department from like parking. <laughs> and I got in a lot of trouble and I was Good trying job, to just give Mark gosh. a jacket. Yeah. Yeah. That's- that, I mean, really glad that you're out there in the community trying to help out. <laughs> I'm just trying to help guys. Really making here a for difference, help. man, making a difference. Yeah. Help me help you. Emergency medical responders love that kind of thing. <laughs> Look, you can you can get people talking about beer anywhere, but you can only come to one place to talk about poop and bee holes, and that's PVSP. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Damn right. Um, I uh, I I don't accept his critique. And okay. Mark, you're wrong. All right. And prove us wrong. He was on this show. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. How dare he? What? what hey, Josh. Out. How yeah. can the people get a hold of us? Well, first off, I have a I'm the one picking the song. So I picked Linoleum, not by No Effects, not by Frank Turner, but by Shy Halud. And hmm. it's a little weird, but it's a good track. Um, 
And if you want to get a hold of us, <laughs> you so can at like, uh, like Dune. Well, that's, that's what the band's named, named after. after. Yeah. Huh. Um, okay, so you can email us at portlandvanity at gmail.com. You can leave us a voicemail at 503-583-4235. Facebook and Instagram are Portland Vanity. Um, Twitter is PDX Vanity Soccer. Am I forgetting anything? Oh, yeah, like and subscribe and comment on all our stuff so the algorithm works. And I don't know if we have any sponsors this episode, Greg, do we? Please call and leave us a voicemail because once a month we get an email from Google saying we're going to lose the number because it doesn't get used enough. <laughs> oh, yeah. So leave us a voicemail, even if it's to sing a song or tell us about your bowel movement earlier that day or let us know where you're having dinner. Just leave a voicemail. We're not going to do the greatest hits of robocalls. Oh, yeah. Greatest hits of robocalls. We also have that uh, Spotify playlist. Search uh Oh, yeah, the Spotify playlist. Oh, it's good. And then this song will be on there, so you can listen to it also multiple times. I listen to that all the time when I'm driving. It's really good. I like it. Yeah. Do you you just fast forward past the ones that I put on? All the weird Midwest punk that Randy creates? Dude, if I never hear the Beakers ever again, it'll be. (laughs) (laughs) That's unlistenable. You guys are. That's so disappointing that you're tastes are so pedestrian that you can't appreciate that <laughs> listen greg's first punk band was green day yeah <laughs> yeah that explains it and then probably went to no doubt um. <laughs> and then like the transplants or something who i got no beef against green day i did take my son to go see them at uh moda center when they were here like five or however many years ago that in was 2018 i want to say yeah whatever that was yeah. and yeah. uh my gretchen's got photographs of those guys playing an all-ages show in uh, suburbs of chicago in like the late 90s and mid 90s or whenever it was this was like a bizarre stadium show with pyrotechnics and stuff and and uh billy joel was uh billy joel billy joe was uh he was was, uh basically dave growling it up for the audience so it was kind of really weird Weird i was at i was at that show it was not the best green day show i've seen for sure yeah i mean it was still entertaining for sure they do put on a good show though but But, it's just yeah it's too mainstream now punk's not dad is what that was that's right so all right Anything else? Okay, bye. See you guys. Shut up. What? <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> no, I was just adding in not helpful commentary. Uh, yeah, hit stop and be done. All right, bye. Oh my god!
have reaction to this interview how about just wow that was a good interview no um i know we're we're gonna have to call them out for that shit greg yeah bullshit like have to call who out everyone the whole organization and we are going to make a new logo for them in pink and we're gonna drive them nuts Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. we're gonna make alternate merch Yep. <laughs> and then Randy's going to drink cider with him. Thanks a lot. Yep. Yeah. And we already got scanned PTFC after dark going. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, that was a good Yay. segue, man. That was yeah, a really was good really segue. Good. It was almost as good as my segues. That was, a, that was an awesome segue. I'm the dopest segue, segwayer ever. You should get a segue. <laughs> I want to get a Segway. It would look really cool. I was like, swing by Mac at some chicks and sup, sup. <laughs> sup, sup, sup. Yeah, Randy's going to make us cut that part. Um, so, um, uh, the blah, 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 blah. 